0: Uh, things.
1: Hey, Carol. Well, actually, we have an update for all the districts in Becker County. So Detroit Lakes, Frazy, and Lake Park Audubon. Um, so all these school districts are continuing to serve meals uh, to students. Um, it's important to remember that the meals are available to anyone 18 years and under and they are free to all participants. Uh, for Detroit Lakes School District. Um, they are serving their meals now through June 30th and whether or not they continue uh, to serve past June 30th is is um, not yet decided. But for now, um, they are serving breakfast and lunch, uh, grab and grow, go pick up style and they have two sites. Um, so folks can visit M state between the hours of seven 1:30 PM, or the Richwood store from 11 to 12:30 PM. And when they go to pick up their meals, they will receive a lunch and a breakfast for the next day. And so they are serving Monday through Friday right now. So that's Detroit Lakes um, and Lake Park Audubon. They are also serving meals, and they will continue to serve um, through. August 13th. So in Lake Park Audubon, they are serving Monday through Thursday. And again, that's a grab and go pickup style meal and they are um, available at both the elementary site in Audubon and the high school site in Lake Park. And um, just like Detroit Lakes, they will receive uh, two meals at that pickup. And then Z kicks off their summer food beginning June 1st, and they too will serve through August 13th. So um, interested participants can visit the back door of the high school from 11 a.m. to 1230, Monday through Thursday. And again, these meals are available to anyone 18 years and under. Nope. Detroit Lakes, Frazee, and
0: Lake Park Audubon, Carol. Good. Uh, we're on the line with folks from uh, Partnership for Health this morning. I've got Karenza Tischer, also Karen Nitzkorski, and uh, Jason McCoy joining us this morning. And, Karenza, maybe we'll come back to you to talk about the farmer's market um, and update us on uh, the happenings with that. And I want to welcome uh, Jason McCoy this morning, and he is going to update us on uh, Tobacco 21. And, of course, the... Uh, that uh, T21 was signed into law by the governor uh, this month uh, before the uh, session ended. And good morning, Jason. And uh, what can you update us uh, on uh, further on uh, Tobacco 21?
2: Good morning, Carol. Yeah, it's it was great to see Governor Walls sign our state T21 into law. Um, that's been a uh, about three, four years coming, right, Um, which thankfully that was a lot faster than freedom to breathe happened. That took us about seven years. So um, it was really, really awesome to watch this move through the legislation. We know that um, the number one priority was making sure that our economy continued running um, and that people received the medical needs that they had. So the legislature put that as the number one priority uh, during this time, um, but they were willing to work with us on other life saving ordinances or laws in this case as like Tobacco 21, there was a definite overlap um, for those who haven't heard it. Um, while we know that uh, the COVID-19 virus uh, weakens the, the lungs, so does tobacco and vaping. So if you happen to smoke or vape and are exposed to COVID-19, it becomes kind of a perfect storm in that it opens the door for the worst cases of COVID to occur to those who are using these products. And so with that in mind, also with the years of experience we've been talking about this you and i for years uh about how vaping has opened the doors for a lot of youth to begin tobacco use nicotine addiction is on the rise amongst our youth we know one in four teens in minnesota currently is addicted to nicotine because of vaping and so this was a huge win to see this happen it was bipartisan support Um, We had, I apologize, I meant to to jot down the actual numbers, but it was overwhelming support in both the House and the Senate. We saw real leadership push it through. And Governor Walls has told us from the beginning before he was even elected that he was a supporter. And he did, he he was very happy. He even made a live tweet straight out of his home office as he was signing it into law just to make a point of letting people know that in his opinion this was one of the best pieces of legislation he was happy to sign this year
0: and Jason what can you tell us uh, the difference between like the state and the national uh, law Uh, is the is the state kind of winnowing in a little bit more than the the federal law
2: yes absolutely so our federal law is all about point of sale at the federal level they really can't do anything to enforce possession of tobacco um and so we have um thank you we have a a national tobacco 21 that gives us some guidance that says no one can actually sell tobacco to anyone under the age of 21 but there's no enforcement arm for it, right? The FBI isn't going to show up at a Detroit Lakes gas station and see if someone is actually selling tobacco there. We needed state leadership or, and or local leadership to allow our local law enforcement to enforce us. So our state law does continue to allow us here locally to enforce the point of sale and also to talk about possession of tobacco products. Um, Something I'll point out that I think is really awesome. I know not everybody out there listening might agree with me, but in our state law, we took out the penalty, the monetary citation type penalties on possession for those under the age of 21. So this means, for example, you're 18 years old and, um, and you somehow manage to get a hold of tobacco or let's say you're 15 and you still, you no longer by state law, you no longer receive that $50 penalty that really wasn't doing a lot. Instead, there's a strong encouragement for education and a redirection, maybe community service or something like that, that that a municipality might choose to enforce instead of just giving a fine and sending them home. Um, so I, I like that personally, but if a local municipality wanted to put into place some other form of taking care of, um, those, uh, um, who are caught with possession, then they are free to do so. That is, that would be their legal right.
0: Okay. So local government units can uh, take this up and pass something a little bit more strict, uh, if they feel that is what they'd like to do.
2: Absolutely. And this goes into this goes into effect August 1st. So you know we're all hoping that kids will be able to be back in school um, here this fall and uh, this would be uh, implemented and in place before that would happen. So um, I was excited to see that they were going to move so quickly and not wait until like January 1st or something.
0: All right, so uh, when, when you know, we have a number of counties that have already passed and cities that have passed ordinances, and did they include some of those more detailed enforcement efforts, um, or would they have to go back and address this due to the state? I mean, are they, are they tough enough on the local level already, or w- are, do you think, do you have an indication if they're going to go back and put in an...
2: Yeah, that's a, just a great question. So it's across the entire state, I would say it's kind of mixed. Those we've worked in and on um, here in our four counties, I would say all of them are um, are strict enough for sure. Um, and most of them included, we asked for and were were met with a lot of enthusiastic support to include alternative means of uh, providing education, not always just relying on citations. So I've been, I've been very proud of our elected officials in our four counties to see them step up to understanding that this just isn't something that we can, um, we're not going to give enough citations to make vaping go away, right? We're gonna have to provide um, some real thoughtful education and steps forward to help uh, help with that. Um, the one thing that I will mention, though, um, since you'd asked, that we will definitely have to readdress is that by state law, now penalties on selling to uh, minors, or in this case to someone under the age of 21, are going up, where the first offense will be $300 with a follow up of 600 and then 1000 for. For a second and third offense within a three-year period of time, so those penalties will be going up.
0: Okay, so uh, let me just be clear: is this uh, the the uh, law that the state legislature passed? Does that include vaping yes. products? Okay,
2: and it, it absolutely does.
0: All right, uh, because there is still. I heard. Uh, I think Laura Smith from Clearway, Minnesota. She was talking about. You know, it's a good first step, but you know, we could be a little bit we want more
2: <laughs> yes well that that is the horizon right um our our vision has always been to reach a place where we can um restrict or uh, or either uh get rid of completely flavored tobacco that's that's the goal because tobacco 21 has been about making it more difficult to get a hold of If you were to restrict flavored tobacco, let's use an example. If Detroit Lakes were to get rid of flavored tobacco completely and say, nowhere in the city could you buy it, that makes it a lot harder for youth because teens aren't smoking Marlboro Reds. That's not the average of what's happening. If they smoke, they're smoking menthol. If they chew, they're chewing cherry skull. If they vape, they're using one of 15,000 flavors, not unflavored vape. So if you can take the flavors away, it stops being fun. It stops being attractive. And all that's left is the harshness of the tobacco taste, which no one's getting into for the fun of it, right? And so that—that that is our goal. That's—that's that's our next legislative goal is to try to restrict flavored tobacco here in Minnesota, like four other states already have.
0: All right, Jason McCoy from Partnership for Health talking about Minnesota's T21 law, new law that was signed by Governor Tim Walz before the legislative session ended. And uh, Jason, anything else to add this morning?
2: I would, I would just reiterate that we have that new quit partner program going on, um, quitpartnermn.com, if someone wants to go that way. Um, it includes f- uh, free nicotine replacement therapy, therapy, it includes free counseling, however you want it. If you wanna to talk to somebody, uh, if you wanna text somebody, they have teen-centric lines, they have uh, lines for those who maybe have anxiety or depression or other serious mental illness. There is a Native American line. It's the best version we've had. If you are thinking or ever thought about quitting, just check it out. There's no pressure. Um, We'd be happy to help you.
0: All right. Jason McCoy from Partnership for Health. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Now, back to HodgePodge with Karen McCarthy on KDLM Detroit Lakes.
0: Welcome back to HodgePodge this Wednesday morning back in the studio with Partnership for Health's Karen Niskorski and Karenza Tisher and uh, talking about some of the things they're working on in our community, uh, even working throughout the pandemic. And uh, some of the things that are still going on, uh, we've got the Detroit Lakes Farmers Market that is starting up for the season. And Karenza, uh, tell us a little bit more about what we can expect there this this year?
1: Yeah, so the farmers market had their kickoff day this past Saturday and they will uh, be open again this coming Saturday and then beginning next week they start their Tuesdays so throughout the summer as you as per usual the Lakes Area Farmers Market will operate Tuesdays and Saturdays from 10 until 1 p.m. at People's Park. Um, behind Zorba's there in Detroit Lakes. So, um, you know, in light of COVID-19, you might see some things a little bit different at the farmers markets this season. Um, markets are uh, not going to be having any tasting or onsite um, food consumption. Um, there'll be some plans in place and maybe some different paths uh, to accommodate the required social distancing. And then um, um, there'll be beefed up hand washing stations, maybe more available and um, folks will be encouraged to use them. And then of course, um, we'll likely see vendors and some consumers wearing masks, but um, all the markets are working hard to create this similar experience in light of COVID-19. And that'll be no different there in Detroit Lakes.
0: All right. Very good. And are people able to bring their own bags and and all that kind of stuff, too? I know sometimes, you know, even at grocery stores, they say, you know, maybe uh, use the bags we have here. Or if you bring your own bags, make sure they're washed and clean.
1: Yeah. So I would have to be honest and say that's a really good question. And I'm not quite sure um, what how they're going to be handling that piece in Detroit Lakes. I'm not quite sure, Carol, but that's a great question.
0: All right, Uh, we're on the line this morning with Karenza Tischer and Karen Nitzgorski from Partnership for Health talking about some of the things that are going on in our communities that they're involved with. Uh, So, they will still have the uh, EBT uh, farmers markets as well? This
1: Yes. So, we do want to remind community members that the market does accept SNAP EBT benefits and so that's a great Amenity for the community. We encourage um, consumers to use that option.
0: All right, uh, very good. Yes, it's exciting that the, the farmers markets are still. Go- I didn't make it down this weekend, but I definitely will be down there <laughs> very soon.
1: Market has a Facebook page too, so um, we want to encourage people to follow them on Facebook as well for. latest and greatest updates.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, And also joining us this morning, we've got uh, Karen Nitzkorski, and uh, she is going to talk about worksite wellness and uh, some of the businesses that are involved. You uh, are going with a new round of businesses, Karen. Have you started up a new round here uh, in the the Detroit Detroit Lakes area?
3: Um, Yes, we have, and we have great participation. But first, I want to let your listeners know that we actually provided the masks, um, 25 masks to the farmer's market. So some of the extra things we've been doing through COVID-19, we provided hundreds and hundreds of masks. We have a resource that has been sewing like crazy in Fergus Falls and getting us masks. And we've been able to provide them to a number of organizations. And one is the farmer's market. The other thing is I wanna really thank the food service um, personnel at all of these school districts have just gone above and beyond to make these meals available to kids. And it's so wonderful that they're gonna be providing them through the summer um, for many of the school districts we work with. So we wanna make sure and thank Detroit Lakes and Frazee and Lake Park Audubon for providing those meals. Um, this summer. Then moving on to worksite wellness, um, really despite these what I want to call unpredictable and even scary times for organizations, for work sites and organizations, it's an essential time for workplaces really to embrace worksite wellness practices because they want to care for their employees. they want their employees to be healthy because they have learned how important it is to have a healthy workforce for their productivity. And Partnership for Health has a Minnesota legislative directive to help work sites adopt best practices. So all of the work we do is through legislation in the state of Minnesota. We are really a public health entity. We work with four public health departments and we're a preventative arm. And what we're working with is increasing healthy eating, physical activity, breastfeeding support, and reducing tobacco use. Now we have a new focus. Um, we were given some leeway in this 2019 legislation that that allows us to work more with well-being. And due to some of the best practices that have come out of COVID-19, um, really to focus on well-being, we'll be able to um, implement some of those ideas and practices in our worksite wellness cohort. So we just kicked off with. Um, eight businesses in Detroit Lakes and two in Fergus Falls um, last week. Altogether, since 2010, we've partnered with 78 businesses. That's really impressive. Um, In the four central Minnesota counties and 28 of them have been from Detroit Lake, including the new 818 businesses. So we wanna thank all of the participants that have been partners with us, um, really the ones that are going forward with us now due to, um, I wanted to say a special thanks to them. They could have said, we just are overwhelmed. We don't want to do this, but they haven't. So last week when we had our first Zoom meeting, <laughs> we had, um, BTD was there. James Matter Insurance Agency, um, Paymasters, Sanford Health in Detroit Lakes, Sunnyside Care Center in Lake Park, Audubon, and a place to belong. They have offices or social, um, it's really a social um, center for people with mental health. Um, Mental health concerns is probably the best way to say it. And there's one in Fergus Falls and one in Detroit Lakes and they are both, um, they have the same board of directors for the two of them. Well, we have, one of their clients that's participating from A Place to Belong in Fergus, but we're hoping that will extend to the Detroit Lakes A Place to Belong also. And then we have some repeating businesses because sometimes, um, as we know, um, you learn practices but then you sometimes um, don't continue with the practices and maybe need to be re-energized or refocused. MinDOT um, District 4 has a new employee that's it's in her job description which is a best practice to have somebody who has worksite wellness in their job description so the newest person that um, just was hired not long ago um, who had to learn her new job working from home so her name is Alicia Isaacson and she's going to be participating from MnDOT District 4 and then Essentia Health will also Um, they've had um, a variety of people with this focus but um, they want to re-energize their program and so they've signed up to participate again but um, they have some unique challenges and I'm not sure how much they'll be able to um, participate but they have signed up to do so so we're very thankful to these new businesses and of course the 20 businesses that we're partnering with us prior to this time. They continue. Once you're a partner with Partnership for Health, you're always a partner. <laughs> we never get rid of you.
0: Glatant <laughs> Broadcasting uh, has been uh, signed on last round.
3: Yes, and, and they're getting, um, so your champion, your local champion, he's getting weekly wellness tips from Partnership for Health. Right now during COVID, and a lot of those are well-being tips. But like a couple of weeks ago, I sent out this um, two-week menu um, that extension university of extension put out. So you know we have lots of resources and we want to share them. I'm on the line <laughs>
0: this morning with Karen Nitzkorski and Karenza Tischer from Partnership for Health, uh, talking about the things they're working on in our communities make us healthier communities and. That uh, is a lot going on, so I'm sure, like everybody else, you're conducting your business online and Zooming as much as you can. <laughs> there's, I'm sure there's yeah. uh, some pointers on uh, over-Zooming, <laughs> taking a break from computer screens and whatnot, too, but uh, a yeah. great opportunity. It's going to be beautiful summer weather heading into our area, too, so get out and, and yeah. get out and walk, if you're able, and bike, too.
3: Yes. We want to remind people to be physically active as much as possible.
0: All right. We uh, so are uh, heading into the last couple of minutes here. And uh, anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up, either uh, Karen or Corintha?
3: Well, you brought up the Zoom. Zoom fatigue really is a thing. <laughs> and there are some resources to help us with Zoom fatigue. But one thing is, is to not keep your, to keep your meetings shorter. And all because we aren't moving enough during Zoom meetings, you have to pay attention. So that's a really good tip for everybody today: is have shorter Zoom meetings and get up and move more. Stand up while you're at your meeting. Okay.
0: All right. Some great information, and uh, much for all the work you're doing in our communities, making them healthier. We will uh, see you out and about uh, soon, and in the studio again. If not, we'll be zooming again next month.
3: Great. Thank you very much.
0: Carol. Is going to wrap up hodgepodge for this Wednesday tomorrow and.